0: Come again The champion
1: must end.
0: D.Y.M. Nation, it is a scorcher outside today. I feel like it's the beginning of uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance when they're talking about how hot it is <laughs> city, and then all hijinks ensue. Uh, I am one of your hosts of your favorite podcast. This is the yeah, D.Y.M. Podcast. I am Sean Sweaty Dutch Donnelly, uh, joined here by the uh, the very, very adorable uh, Andrew Cool, cool Breeze Fiore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 apparently I'm Thank doing UST. a podcast with the uh with the um, Pillsbury Doughboy today that's, oh
1: yeah <laughs> got a lot of similarities between he and I but uh I don't know if he's as old as I am now another day another trip around the sun they say Shawnee that's right for the, cool that,
0: the the cool breeze he just had a big birthday I yeah. believe it was 42 uh 40,
1: 40, we're stopping at 40.
0: Oh, we're stopping at 40. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you're like a divorce secretary. You're doing that rule. Like, you're, you're
1: like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's,
0: what, that's what those ladies always say. They go, I made a rule for myself this year. Right. I'm stopping at 40 i it. I'm going, or, or th- those type of women go. I'm going backwards. I'm back to 39 every year. Uh, every year I'm
1: 39. That's
0: every every high school guidance secretary. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> talks like that. Uh, that yes, yeah. nice. thank you to everybody who reached out and wished the kid a happy birthday. I appreciate it. Your messages mean so much to me. And uh, got a nice little gift from the cool uh, from from Sweaty Dutch over there. Nice uh, brand new New York Rangers cap to go with my. Uh, all, all my apparel, which I love, you know, you can never go wrong with uh, the 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 cool breeze and the rangers. They're two great tastes that taste great together.
0: That's what I figured. I I got. I tell you, I I couldn't beat the gift that uh the the, the cool breeze got me for my birthday. Uh-huh. He, he he had a deep cut. It was, but I couldn't do that. So I was trying to think of something. With no, something great. I knew you'd like, but that was maybe a little bit different that you didn't have, which is a Rangers cap. But we're ha- I, you're a hat guy, I'm a hat guy. We yeah, wear hats, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I'm always down for a new hat. So I figured I couldn't go wrong with that. Um, but yeah, happy oh, birthday, buddy! Uh, I'm so Thank glad you. that you're uh, you're still around on the planet for <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> yeah, birthdays. Yeah, you're doing fantastic. The kids, the kids boxing. The kids got a new lease on yeah. life. This kid, Whoa,
1: buddy. My arms are tired today. I had a good <laughs> session with Sergio Jacone, amazing boxing trainer, amazing comedian, but boy, does he put me through the ringer.
0: You get the you get the joke wrong. You go, I'm I'm doing boxing training, and boy, are my arms tired. It's like that's not how that goes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um yeah, we mentioned him already on the podcast. Uh great guy, Gr- great, funny, guy. funny dude. And and just like uh, I, I, told you, I went to a couple of those sessions with him a, a while ago and then I was doing like MMA trying that. <laughs> That's like, yeah. this, this is probably how these guys, the, the in shape guys make their money. When guys like us decide I got to do something fun to get in shape. And yeah. then they're just like, yeah, bring it on over. I'll, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take your money. That oh. You're going to do six times and then fucking bail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do love but, it though. I, I'm in it for the long haul. You know, it's great. It really is good. But man, it's getting hot out, and we do it outside. So I go, uh, "How about we maybe for the July and August months move this into the old gym, Bree?" There, Ooh,
0: outside know? boxing training. That's like, uh, it's like Creed. I just mentioned. I watched oh, Creed too. No, whole Rocky Four scenario. Yeah, exactly. When they when he go, but that was in the winter at least. Creed two, they have them going to. Uh, to the that like Mad Max style boxing gym, yeah. it was just like yeah. this weird apocalyptic, and there's all these dudes just there already. It's this that's one of the weirdest. That's a yeah. great movie with a weird uh, section. We're like, I was, you're not, is that just like an outdoor desert jail? They're not telling anybody about. Like, is that, yeah, is like, is this where uh, Bane was
1: raised <laughs> in, this, in this pit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah transients and criminals and it's also also yeah and it's
0: like i think it's all white dudes so like so rocky's just bringing this black dude just to this random like redneck white gym in the middle of the like you know desert person fucking you know uh style gym or whatever but yeah it's a cool it's a cool uh sequence but they never explain what that is they just like he brings him there and he does the training and it's like uh, but it's it's an awesome thing. But I feel like I picture that's you going through outside in yeah, New York yeah, City, yeah, yeah. Uh, your boxing training. He, what do you guys you guys do like an hour a week, right?
1: Hour a week. Yeah. And I might I might ramp it up to two uh, as soon as I get in a little. I'm, I'm still like very out of shape. But, you know, once I just get my cardio back and uh, my muscles start getting used to the workout, maybe we'll ramp it up because uh, I got to do something else. Once a week is for an hour is a lot for a guy who looks like me. And, you know. Getting me yeah. whipped into shape is the first part. So like we said last week, I'm not going to really be, uh, you know, taking any up and coming fighters in the uh, Tompkins Square park fight circuit just yet
0: no but i i don't think anybody's expecting you to uh to gain any kind of title after this i think it's just i no. think it's had the battle of just doing
1: it that's that's I, just you know, i'm defending like, my most my most buffalo wings in an hour title that's the only <laughs> thing i'm defending <laughs> yeah i feel like the applebee's of oh, so marsh plains new jersey yeah so it's like uh,
0: so somebody's like oh you're boxing training you're gonna compete yeah competitive eat i'm gonna competitive yeah, eat I'm after yeah yeah. way. Yeah, I'm going to compete in a way who can eat the most hot dogs, um, deviled eggs. I'm just going to go down I've the line. It. I've never had uh, a deviled uh, egg in
1: my life. Never had one, ever. Same
0: here. Same here. I, All I right. Knew, I knew it. <laughs> you knew I was the same way, right? Well, you I know how it. I eat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, I, uh, it's funny. You, I was watching just, I, Tanya, was on the other day. I only caught it like 10 minutes of it, but I was right in that scene where she goes back to training, and Allison Janney is her character. Actually, Julianne Nicholson is her trainer um that's right from mayor of easttown, who played laurie on mayor of easttown who we and she comes back who we absolutely fanned out about last week <laughs> yeah we love she's great but she goes uh she shows this little training montage and she shows margot robbie running who plays tanya harding obviously running through the woods with like uh 40 pound bags of dog food on her back and she's running she's like well it worked for rocky rocky four you can watch the movie he did it and then it cuts to like Julianne nicholson and she's like she actually did this,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like everybody believes. Once you hear, like, because Tanya Harding used to be on all those World's Dumbest show, like that show World's
1: yeah, Dumbest, yeah. and she would do like the talking head stuff. Sex tape. She's got a bunch well, yeah, so of content. Out once
0: there. you once you hear her talk, you're like, yeah, I could believe that you took oh, your yeah. your workout regimen from Rocky Four. Sure, good movie, man. I Tanya's a good movie. I Tanya, I'd like. I told you a while ago. I think it was. um, to you uh we were having a discussion about that movie the only thing the only issue i have with it is all of the clothes in it uh fit too well they fit like very <laughs> fashionista yeah. style more than they right. should fit like if you wanted to look like 80s and 90 or 80s how like well, me and my sisters were that's way different it's like the perfect like vintage 80s jacket like and also the perfect length all that stuff would have been hand-me-downs and
1: looked really yeah, awkward yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Also, you have Margot Robbie playing Tanya Hart. So. I should have led with there, that. Yeah, there's a few inconsistencies. Yeah, One like, of the those most
0: beautiful women on Earth. The magic of moviemaking, Andy. Right, right.
1: Um, uh, you movie- know who's great is Paul Walter Hauser. I think that's his name. It's either Paul Hauser Walter or Paul walter hauser the guy who plays the bodyguard slash fat guy he was he played richard jewell he is great and everything dude he's great he's a fun guy he's
0: really zoned in on this fat loser
1: (laughs) yeah he's taking all our roles (laughs) fucking scumbag you show up to an audition he goes you see you see paul wh there and you go (laughs) Ah, all
0: right see you Might as well go home what's the point even that was like, uh, what's his name is like that too, but it was for a different reason. I went to audition once a long time ago for like a sitcom for to be like a supporting role. It was actually a, a sitcom that our friend Jermaine Fowler was gonna be like the lead. It, I don't think it ever got made or maybe they did the pilot or whatever it was, right? So I got there and they were like, I was like, hey, I'm not ready. Could I just, could I get a couple more minutes? And they're like, sure. And Kevin Meany went in before I did. (laughs) And through the door, I could hear his audition. And I'm sitting there going, just give it to Kevin. Just give it to Kevin. Just like, why even audition anybody? He was making me laugh through the door. Like, I didn't (laughs) even have (laughs) context. And that guy was making me laugh.
1: That's great. R.I.P. Kevin Meany. But, you know. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting he passed away. Jeez Uh Louise. I was um, reading Twitter earlier, and this might be a fun thing to do. On the well,
0: pod. that's a bad start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? it's
1: one of those things where I just like, yeah, I check it. And then I just go, you know what I got to do? And I've almost I've gotten into this habit. I, sometimes, you know, you're just washing up before you go to bed and you're checking your phone for the last time. And I'll just go, ah, I'll see what's on Twitter. And yeah. then no matter without fail, I read something that just sends me to a tailspin and my blood pressure is through the roof. And I go, why the fuck did I check this right before I went to bed? Of course, you know, because now I'm fired. I really sometimes have to really hold back not to reply to random strangers. And you know what it is? It's over stupid New York hockey bullshit. <laughs>
0: well, what, what was the thing that you saw? Is it worthwhile well, mentioning
1: this? Yeah, it is. Because um, Mike Reese, who is uh, a guy I've met, who I actually met in college because he came to Villanova University and did a like a presentation, like a speech. It wasn't comedy, but he's a longtime Simpsons writer. He was one of the original writers for The Simpsons. He ran the show for a long time. Him and Al Jean, who was the current uh, executive yeah. producer, showrunner. Um, uh, the, he was there. He's been, been there for Al the greatest Jean's been there for, like,
0: yeah, like 20 years. The beginning, right? essentially.
1: Yeah. yeah. They left. They are the two guys who created The Critic also, Al Jean and Mike Reese. So uh, I met so him at the good. cellar actually a few times and he wrote a great book. Simpsons confidential Springfield confidential. I'm sorry, is the book. Great. So if you're a Simpsons head, check his work out. And I follow him on Twitter and he just kind of tweeted something. He was like, Hey, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, it was two movies of the same name that are completely different plots. And it got me to think I was like, Oh, that's a fun one. Because I have one off the top of my head that I immediately thought of that one I love and one I can't stand. What is that? Bad Boys. Bad Boys? Yeah. We all know the most popular one. And I've made this claim before. Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith is on cable TV more than any other movie (laughs) in the history of movies. I swear to God, I would love to know the numbers on that. It is on AMC or some other bullshit channel. I'm telling you, it's like that scene in PCU where he's doing this thesis. He's like, Yeah, my thesis is at least once a day, 24 hours a day, you could find a movie with so and so and so and so on cable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's like
1: bad boy. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Gene Hackman and somebody else. I forget it was. I wish I could remember it was. But uh, it just got me thinking that was mine. Um, He went with Slither, which is like two movies with the same name that absolutely have nothing in common. Oh, But the right. other okay. one, so Bad Boys for me is, you know, the 1983, I want to say. Uh, Sean Penn, Isai Morales. Uh, like young juvenile prison bad boy.
0: Oh, wow. It's a yeah. great
1: movie, dude.
0: Yeah. So you're saying bad boys. So what was your what was your take on it? That that's better than bad boys, the other one?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Bad boys with the the criminal children is great. It's a <laughs> fucked up movie, dude. It's like East, they're like uh, rival gang members in Chicago, and then Isai Morales rapes uh, his girlfriend, who I believe is Andy McDowell, I want to say. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those, cuts. but it's a great movie. And you know what's funny? Um, uh, who's the guy? Boggs, not Boggs from Shawshank. Who plays the prison guard? Who's, what's uh, um, 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 what, what Brown, uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also a prison. He's like a young prison guard in Bad Boys in this one.
0: Too. Yeah, he's always had that. He's fantastic. Yeah. You want to talk about if you want to fan out on some character actors today? Clancy Brown is like a legendary, yeah. Yeah. legendary character actor. Um, I, I don't think I ever saw the original Bad Boys. I never saw oh, it.
1: Oh, you'd love it. It's great, dude. Oh, it's great. Really? I fun gotta movie. check it out.
0: I you know what's always interesting man is those early 80s like you you mentioned red dawn all the time stuff like that yeah. brat pack and satellite brat pack movies is basically what you're describing like these early 80s with superstars in them before they knew they were superstars yeah like in one of them, you know, Tom Cruise is involved in that. He's not Brad Pack, but he did movies with all those guys, Rob Lowe, all those guys, that whole crew. Yep. Like he kind of he he was never in that crew, I guess, because Brad Pack is like St. Elmo's Fire and Breakfast Club and all that kind of stuff. But like mm-hmm. um, they were a big crew for a long time. But that brings it like it's so funny when like you you kind of wonder their mindset back then. Somebody like Tom Cruise, who apparently is just a ball of just uh, positivity and just like uh, like like. um. Uh, uh pro- not progressiveness was uh, proactivist. Just completely, yeah. the guy. Apparently, he just emanates positivity when you talk to this guy in person. Anybody who talks to him is like he's inspired he's me to do something.
1: Fe- apparently, yeah. High feet and levels.
0: Yeah, yeah he's got- <laughs>
1: exactly yeah. Levels are through the roof.
0: The aliens, they are in him. Yeah. They are they are doing it. And um,
1: so I'm surprised but, you're not a Scientologist yet. What are you talking about? All the alien Why, the- stuff. You love that stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's not the same stuff. I my I alien stuff is based in fact, Andy. <laughs> um, it's based in get military.
1: after us, careful. It's,
0: it's based in military raw data, radar data, uh, anecdotal I know, I know. pilot data. Yeah, but don't get me started. I you know. I'm just going to say
1: the what the day, Shawnee just walks by the Scientology meeting downtown. And he goes, yeah, I'll pop in, <laughs> and then an hour later he goes, you know, they talked about some pretty good stuff in there. They got some good points in there, <laughs> <laughs> and they. And they had free cookies. It was pretty good. They had some cookies. Except for a nominal fee that I could maybe possibly get some more information regarding their fine religion. <laughs> so anyway, um,
0: but you always wonder, like, back in the day, those guys, like, those types of guys, Ooh. like, like all right, so Top Gun, I guess at that point, Top Gun, Tom Cruise was already a movie star, right? Oh, and yeah. And I'll be honest, I never in my whole life was that much of a huge Top Gun maniac. Yeah, I liked, I liked it when it came out, right? But I will say... Uh, I went to go see a movie at the movie theater, which I'll get to in a second. Yes. And one of the trailers was Top Gun: Maverick, which is the Top Gun sequel. Uh. And whatever they do to enhance this music, it got me excited for Top Gun. Like whatever. whatever uh, yeah, I was, of course. I was in one of these R P X theaters. I'm in gigantic. Was it Danger screen. Zone? It was no, not Danger Zone. It was just the the the, the score. The score. But they like they like made it more substantial. They like ramped it up. And then when oh, you're, in a yeah. mo- you're in a movie theater, listening the Jets
1: fly over. Of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they in a ball
1: they, game and the Jets fly over. It gets your attention. Exactly.
0: And they, they cut, they like, they cut it so fast. And so they give you the best parts. And it's just like, I'll definitely go in and see this movie. Like I was like kind of indifferent to it when I heard they were making, it. And I'm like, I never cared so much about it. Yeah. Now I'm like, I want to check it out. I definitely want to check it out.
1: Yeah. That might be a wait for TV or for me, but yeah, I'll be interested I, to see it.
0: Well, I I went to I had another movie theater experience and I got to say nice. I went with the lovely Megan and uh I have to say I sat and I go I don't think there's anything better than sitting in a movie theater. I don't think there's <laughs> anything better. I name a better you one. A it. Better, yeah, I, I absolutely love sitting in a movie theater. I, I, I you know, and we were also in a pretty empty movie theater and I like that better nice. than people in there. Which I one told
1: you
0: go my to? I went the the RPX Regal on uh on on um whatever that is right by the bridge like on Delancey or canal like you know whatever it is uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's a buick R-
1: what regal? kind of model is that it's an rpx regal
0: it's an rpx it's in the back seat of an rpx regal it's a turbo it's a turbo <laughs> <laughs> no so anyway uh yeah i don't know if you want be talking about it now but well, i well you can
1: tell gang what you saw and obviously for spoiler reasons, you don't have to go too deep into it.
0: I won't go too deep, but I will say I, I want to talk about an element of the movie, but it has nothing to do. It won't spoil okay. anything. Tread lightly. I'm, no, it has nothing to do with the plot or anything. Uh, I went to go
1: see By the play. way. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, go Go, go ahead. I was just going to say you got the Tower Records t-shirt on today, which yeah. I've, I we met earlier. You gave me my present. We took a short walk around Astoria. First thing I said to great t-shirt. And then we're walking down the street. Some lady goes out of the fucking blue, out of the fucking blue. No, <laughs> out of the fucking She's, blue. Yeah, she goes, hey, great T-shirt, sir. She yeah, I could screaming at you.
0: I was in I'm, I'm inspiring people with this T-shirt. It is I'm, a great T-shirt. This- This, this, this t-shirt is the Tom Cruise of t-shirts in in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a Scientologist t-shirt. No, no. She, you know what it is? It's, I bought it for the same reason of what, what she was telling us. It's so nostalgic. People love just the logo and everything about Tower Records. The amount of my childhood spent in Tower Records. Uh, Going
1: through the steps. You
0: know, big, big chunk of my, you know, in CDs. It's that same, along the same lines where people get really nostalgic for Blockbuster and picking a movie and bringing it home. Yeah. I, the Tower the, the records was the same feel, man. You're going up and down those things. You make, you're usually getting, if you get one, especially when you're a teenager, it's like your early twenties, you back then you were, you got one CD. That was who you're going to listen to for the next couple of months. So you were so excited, you know? Oh
1: yeah. Oh Yeah
0: but yeah, she, she was very nice and she, she was like, Oh, I can't. And then some, there was a lady next to her with a mask on that looked like it was her mom or an older friend or yeah, something. Yeah. And she was, it was kind of odd because she wasn't the, the one woman was saying stuff. The other lady was just creepily nodding her head. Everything. that we said That's a mom
1: move. I think just going, <laughs> yes. Hi, thank you. Okay. Move along. yeah
0: yeah it was a little bit it was a little strange but i was also like yeah you're right I, that's why i bought it because i was like so nostalgic for it yeah but before uh, we get
1: to your, your movie I, that's why i think things are back people are yelling at people again yeah. and yelling at random strangers in the street because i was telling you yesterday as i was putting my uh, i was changing a t-shirt after i was boxing outside my car and i had a bottle of water plastic bottle sorry on my roof and some nebbishy little Jewish dude comes up. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm only going to do the voice because this is exactly what he goes, excuse me, sir, I don't mean to be a bother, but would you mind recycling that water, that plastic water bottle? And I go, yeah, I'm not done with it. He goes, I know, but would you please do? It? I go, yeah, I recycle. He goes, okay. Well, I guess if you got your car running, I'll see you on the highway. I go, beat it, squirt. Get <laughs> Get out of here.
0: He goes, I got my shoes and my glasses.
1: Yeah, he uh, he sounded I lost like
0: my shoes, my glasses.
1: <laughs> he sounded like Kyle's cousin at South Park. <laughs> it's very dry here. The air. Well, I said, full so- coat on, full khakis. I mean, this guy, it was I just wanted to go. All right. It was such a New York moment. I just fucking I was almost it didn't really more annoy me than entertained me. But I was just like, well, New York City's back. Yeah, we're, my, we're, my- we're ready.
0: My go to for that voice, which I said to you when we were hanging out, was Saul from Jerky Boys, yes, which one of Saul, one of my favorite him, moments him. from the Jerky Boys is when they call it Saul's nude beach, and he right. calls that old lady and she and then he goes, he tells he goes, I hello, is Jim around. That's the best opening. It's, he says Jim instead of Jim. He goes, Hello, it was is Jim? Hello, is Jim around? And I think he says Jim because. It's Jim B. Do you know who they call in that call on Jerky Boys when he calls the old lady? It's the guy, Jim Brennan's mother. It's his mother. They call it his (laughs) mother. That's who. because then he talks about how Jim is going to bring him to the nude beach. And then the old lady, she doesn't know what to say. And she goes, well, I'm sorry. And then the the Saul character goes, why? He just goes, why? (laughs) (laughs) I love those random little lines. Why? And she goes, well, I'll have a talk with him when he gets home. (laughs) Hello, is Jim around?
1: But uh, back in the theater.
0: Back in the theater, and uh, yeah, man, I went to go see Quiet Place 2. That's what I that's Woo! the movie I went to go watch. That's the hot one at this theater. It was showing like every half hour. They had RPX ones, they had regular ones, you know. And yeah. RPX, I think, is just a rival Dolby thing. I think it's just like a sound thing, right? Because it was hopping like that sound was like you heard every little thing, you know.
1: And that's a great, um, well, I think that's a you know. A cool movie to have the audio be like absolutely tuned. yeah yeah, exactly so uh we went and
0: uh i'm not gonna give the plot away i liked it a lot it was awesome oh great it was great, it was great i love the first one yeah i'll say that but one thing that i wanted to ask you about what your opinion is just based off the first one krasinski john mm-hmm. krasinski who played mm-hmm. jim from the office well, jim is Halpert. jim Halpern, is a great director Sure, he's a great director, but I guarantee you, even after The Quiet Place came out, because Quiet Place is just straight up a great movie. Yeah, like he think about how hard of a task it is to make that stuff. Don't get me wrong. They've done movies where sound is a huge deal on them before. Don't get me wrong.
1: No, but, but it's a yeah, unique ha, device but, that he's working with there.
0: Exactly. And do you think he'll ever be taken seriously because
1: he was Jim sure. from the office? See, I don't Perhaps, know. Oh, yeah, I no, I think so. I think it's enough time has passed now, and he's got the resume of directing these two films where you go, well, yeah, look, the proof's in the pudding. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, he's I, obviously got some level of respect for being able to make those movies in the first place. And not for nothing, too. He's married to the lead actress and Emily Blunt. He's got, you know, a lot going for him.
0: Yeah. my favorite, The only thing that uh, I love, I love her. Uh, she's awesome. And she's actually great in both movies. Uh, but yeah. one of the things that I love uh, is how they're supposed to be just like salt of the earth, like middle of the country people, this mm-hmm. and like you know wherever they're from. But everybody's gorgeous. <laughs> like they're <laughs> not everybody's gorgeous, but like you know, Krasinski's gorgeous. The the, the guy in the new one's gorgeous. Who, I don't want to give away who it is because it kind of surprised me that it was him. Uh, who's in this who's in the new one Emily Blunt's just you know beyond gore and they're just supposed to be like we're just like you know small town folk it's like no yeah, you're we not. got the
1: same stars they're just like us <laughs> well but, that's good I'm glad you liked it and obviously I don't want to hear anything else about it because no I no. like to go in fresh <laughs> <laughs> Death a hell of a picture. <laughs> I didn't give him anything applaud. he goes still still I like to go in fresh <laughs> And uh, Frank the is just a gem.
0: Also, uh, I'll say that how much I love Megan because I'm a big preview guy as well. I, I like to go in for everything, just the whole the whole kidney yeah, yeah. poodle. I'll even watch the newbie stuff. Give me the newbie stuff. Nobody cares about you doing the, the word scramble. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do whatever. I I just want to be there for the whole experience. And we get there, and there'd already been one a time that started, but it was already like it was in the preview, so we were able to go to that one if we wanted. And I go, we can go to this this uh this this two twenty six one, and then Megan goes, no. And I go, why? What's the matter? She goes, I want to see all the previews. And I'm like, nice. Oh, you're great! Oh,
1: you found you found your girl there. Oh, I love you, baby. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I, I'm like, I can't. No, usually people don't give a shit about that. I care. That's like, yeah. I visibly get,
1: especially I, now. Oh, absolutely. Now you got to see the previews because now we're getting back to business here, baby.
0: Yeah, you know? and if you're in, if I'm in the theater and people are walking in on the third, on the third, fourth, fifth preview, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know visibly getting upset i'm antsy in my chair like Are you, you're missing the whole thing here yeah yeah, yeah. i missing checked my phone
1: one time when we saw joker and you could i could feel shawnee getting agitated about it
0: yeah i probably did
1: you no know, you know, it's then- like it's like it's like those memes it's like tell me you're agitated without <laughs> telling me you're agitated I, I just heard shawnee shuffling just to <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's also I realized that there's I moments
1: I, I should have done it, but yeah, I think no, I no, should no, know, I but there's also moments. The
0: <laughs> it's, but it's not that big of a deal. And there's moments that I have to catch myself and go, all right, relax. Like, I, I do have that in my head. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Dude,
1: I went to dinner with my sister and her boyfriend the other night on Monday, and we were at this Mexican place in New York City. Rosie's very nice, very fun. It was a great restaurant in East Village because I had a spot at 4th Street, New York City Comedy Club uh, right after. And as we were finishing our meal, um, there's a, I think, a first date. I couldn't tell because I couldn't really eavesdrop too much. But the girl to a guy and a girl sitting across from each other, the girl was sitting with her feet on her chair with and her knees up in her chest. And I just went to my hmm. sister. I go, I hate everything about how this girl's sitting at a restaurant right now. Like, That's, what is she for? That's a weird way to sit. Yeah. And she's answering this guy's questions like, yeah, so it's I think it was first date conversation. Right. But I go, who sits like that in a non-first date, date scenario or not? Who sits yeah. like that at a restaurant? But it's those little things, those little societal quirks that fucking drive me nutty sometimes. That would bug. The, like, if you were on.
0: Let me ask you this. You're on that
1: date. Do you, you say something? I, I would. I would have probably made a joke about it. Yeah. And it probably would have gone bad. But here's the thing. If you're doing that, we're not right for each other. <laughs> you sure. I mean? If that's yeah, your go to like- move, then I go, well, I know the type of person you I it's totally judging a book by its cover, but eh, I'm old enough now to be able to sift through that. It's Costanza. You know, we live in a society. <laughs> yeah, there are rules here, people. Their rules, uh,
0: I think you're right. I think it's kind. I think that qualifies as rude. I think that's really rude. Like you're you're bundled up, like you're gonna cannonball into the table. Like what are you doing? That's what. That's how she was sitting. You're saying right, knees up to her chest, and and hands over her knees, or
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really rude. That's a rude really way. Really rude, say it. and it's just also just like rude for the ref, for like everybody involved. Everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just what you, you know, little things like that. There's little curb your enthusiasm moments, these little Larry any, David uh, moments, I call them.
0: Now that you mentioned dating, any uh, any Andy dates, uh, the app related yeah. or not?
1: No, no. Yeah. I'm talking to a few gals. Uh, one is kind of like in between moving back here to California. So she's like, we went on a few dates. I think I told you about it. The, the not stop talker. M-
0: moving back here, moving back to California?
1: from california she's from there she was been living there and then she was moving back so she's like working in new york now but she's got to go back finalize her apartment then move all her stuff or she's just like subletting a place right now oh, okay okay yeah so that's the non-stop talker we went out twice and i'm kind of fading on that talking to a, a couple broads on the dating apps but nothing substantial because i'm on the fucking road for the the, the rest of the year pretty much you know oh, yeah. it's hard to get yeah. everything going but you only have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to, to kind of hang out. And I have Mondays and Tuesdays. I, I like to relax and have a little cool breeze time. You know? Yeah. The cool breeze needs this cool breeze time. Yeah, I got right a right box. Now. I can't. I mean, unless they want to be sparring partners. I don't know how um, else to do it. So no, nothing really in the works there. <laughs> That's a good first, first summer. Of Let George. me knock out. This is this out. summer of Andy, I think. This yeah.
0: <laughs> um, did uh, you... Uh, What'd you call it? Did you watch anything this week? Anything new?
1: I sure did watch something new. I want to touch on my one. We ran out of time last week. Uh, I'm all I watch all scary stuff this week. So you might or may not like it. I can guarantee. Probably the one last week that I'm going to talk about right now, you will not like because okay. <laughs> it's a movie called St. Maud, M-A-U-D, not the traditional spelling. M-A-U-D, mm-hmm. like Harold and Maud, but St. Maud Um which was put out by A24 Studios, whom I love, and they do great work, especially in this genre. They put out, you know, the Ari Aster films, Hereditary, Midsummer. They put out Mandy, great, f- good stuff they're making at that A24 Studios. Um, so this movie Saint Maud is about a young um, nurse who is new, newly devout in her Catholicism, you know, and we learn that she's kind of had a maybe, let's say. Um, Kind of a wild past, you know she might have been um, an out on-the- towner. She likes maybe to take to drink and a little drugging, and she might have been a little promiscuous, and I you know, that's okay with me. But she's now found this newly devout uh, Catholicism, and she gets assigned to like this uh, it's palliative care, you know it's like basically personal hospice, these people who are chronic terminal, chronic or terminal or whatever. And they're about to die, but they need in-home nursing care. So she goes to this young lady. She's like 49 years old. She's a former dancer, you know, lived a good life, has a nice big house and uh, still enjoys like having throwing big lavish parties for herself and her friends and still like not really taking care of herself, likes to drink, likes to, you know, kind of have um, maybe bisexual relationships and these uh, female kind of prostitutes come over just because she goes, hey, I'm dying. I'm checking out the way I want to go. You know? Yeah. So it's this, like a free for all. Uh, so Maud takes it upon herself to try and save her soul. Essentially. You know what I mean? Mm. Now it gets super religious because mm. it's got some jumps and scares. And I'm just going to say I didn't love it because it was a slow burn where they go. All right. There's a lot of good acting in it, but man, was it like the end of the movie's crazy. The end of the movie has a crazy ending, but there was maybe one or two good jumps where I was just like waiting for them to happen the whole entire time. And it had this cool plot where you could have made it scary because of the religious bent. Yeah, and it just didn't take advantage of those uh, of those moments. So I'm gonna give it like a like a C C minus. And-
0: I feel that's so strange. I feel like that's why you put that angle in there with that religious stuff, because then,
1: yeah, you you know,
0: it's got to come from a possessive possessed something or other or a a quick, you know, a quick uh, mummified corpse jump with. I don't know, something, you know,
1: it was almost so she's now getting in. So she's kind of psychotic and getting in her own head. And she thinks now she can talk to God. And it was just a whole lot of nothing for. Uh, not that many good jumps. I, it was one or two where I went, woo! That was a good one, and I thought they could have. It was ripe, ripe for uh, the picking of those, but they just didn't take advantage. So, but anyway, yeah, I like to check out the horror stuff, especially when a new one comes on. I was excited because it was a twenty-four too, and they normally do great stuff, you know. Hey, man, you know, you never know till you get down to it, because you know, it's we've talked about how hard it is
0: to make like an amazing movie, and it's like, well, yeah, because it, 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 there's so many people involved in the creation of one so you, you would think like that it probably like you said it had all the elements and yeah. it would, things were just tweaked here and there it could have really knocked right. out of the park but you know so that's, that sucks I uh, don't I go will,
1: crazy watching St. Maud if if you're
0: looking for something. Uh, that's, that's good advice especially if it's like especially when it's like because uh, scary movies aren't the best as far as like filmmaking goes they're just good for, some of them are just good for the jumps and kind of like if you think about it, I, I, maybe maybe you'll Saint get mad Maude, at when they're excited. done
1: so great they're great Right. Like, like I I was going
0: to say, like like a lot of them come off as B movies.
1: Yeah. You know, so uh, I mean, we can go to you, but it bleeds perfectly into my next one. If, um, but unless, Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it only because it segues nicely into, you know, me, I love the conjuring universe. So I finally yeah got around to watching part three, the conjuring, the devil made me do it. And Shawnee, you know, I love the conjuring. This is what we're speaking of. And Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the best Made horror movies and scariest horror movies of the last, you know, twenty years. It's been my top five all time, and even the second one is great, and very scary. And then what happens during the third one? Different director, James Wan, doesn't direct it, and you get a letdown of a movie. That's a bummer. This had Catholicism. Devil made me do it. It was based on, and you know, the the Warren family, Ed and uh, Elaine Warren. So they are real people. They tried to pull on the, Lorraine, the first right? couple.
0: They they tried to pull on the first couple of, uh, of of conjuring's.
1: Well, they're all unique to the Warrens' personal investigations and stories. They're all based on true shit that these people yeah. dealt, with, which is in the horror genre. Whenever you get that based on a true story, always makes it scarier because you go, oh, this kind of really happened." You know what I mean? At least, yeah, from their account. For me, that always makes it scarier that there's a tinge of reality to it. Obviously, they take creative and artistic license. But that being said, and you normally always think Vera Farmiga and uh, who's the other guy that plays Ed Warren? Oh, He's been in the Insidious movies. Patrick Wilson. Um, They're two solid actors. They're great. And they know these roles now. But this one takes place in, I guess, the real life. The first time in American history in 1981 that Arnie Johnson, who was uh, uh, charged with killing his landlord, uses possession by the devil as a defense in his legal trial mm. it's the first time anybody's ever done that so it really doesn't touch upon that that's the plot but then they basically the movie is about how they try and find out what made him do it the curse or blah 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 blah. and yeah it's got some good tension scary moments but just uh, compared to the other two a big letdown and you don't have the original director you don't have your guy there and you go ah, does it every time you know <laughs> You should write your own horror movie, but
0: it's like uh, it's just about the New York Rangers having the losingest season they've ever had. Like that's just your, it's your the own personal
1: sixty years of the Rangers <laughs> hockey horror movie in itself. One Stanley Cup since nineteen forty. Why do you? Uh, do that? Thanks a lot. <laughs> having a nice day until then.
0: I didn't. I just said as a joke, if they had a horror movie for the Rangers, what would yeah. it be? It would
1: just be, yeah. living reality.
0: <laughs> um, but I did. Okay. Say,
1: I, I was just going to say to wrap it up. I would say this. Uh, they do this thing uh, that all the other conjuring movies do is that they roll the credits and then they kind of have. This is the scariest part of the movies for me. They show the original photos oh. and they play super scary music. They did this in conjuring one where they show you the real Perron family and they show you the real Warrens and all the like black and white photos. And you go, that's terrifying over what, cause like I said, when you see the reality that it's based yeah. on, it makes know, it way scarier. Really scary. Yeah. And they have this really ominous movie and here, let me, so I will appreciate that whoever directed this one, I think it was Michael Chavez. I want to say, um, he did do two big nods. There's one crazy exorcist nod is that a priest shows up, gets out of a cab with a briefcase, stops in front of the house, and looks It's like right out of the exorcist it's yeah. a it's a blatant homage, yeah, 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 but yeah, you know yeah. when uh what's his name uh Maxwell Le- Sidel gets out of the cab in yep. front of the exorcist house. The other one is um Lorraine is walking through and with a with with a vase of flowers and she goes um." Oh, look what the Perron family sent us. And Ed Warren just goes, oh, that's very sweet. And that's the family that they saved from demonic possession in the first one, the Conjured Peron family. Oh, okay, okay. That's kind of a cool nod. And then it does kind of come back later in a cool way. It does kind of play a part in the movie. But um, they played... So part of it is that Arnie Johnson was demonically possessed by the devil. He's on trial because... His his wife's little brother, his eight-year-old David Glatzel, was possessed by the devil. And during the exorcism, Ed Warren claims that he saw Arnie go, you know, take me instead, kind of an exorcism. You know, like, take me. And he saw the demonic possession transfer to Arnie. So they played the actual tapes of David Glatzel, the eight-year-old boy's, like, exorcism. And you're like, holy shit, that's scary. It's, it's like Those demonic sounds. And just like them giving the exorcism, you're like, that's the scariest part of the movie.
0: I feel like it'd be great if like it's all this build-up to like the demonic possession, and then the and the the uh, exorcism, and then they finally get the voice out of, from the demon, and it's just like a Pee Wee Herman voice. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you, I'll destroy you all. <laughs> Hi, everybody, it's me, Satan. <laughs> I just—it's like because you the know the day is. Because they devil. used to do- <laughs> ah, everybody goes nuts. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, because the thing about those 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 exorcisms, because they back in the day they used to do them left and right where somebody'd be like a troubled kid. They'd be like on drugs and they'd be like, <laughs> It's the devil, like whatever it is. So you know, like half these kids were like just faking it they were just like making just fucking with they were all just high being like i'm gonna mess with these people yeah as much yeah. as i can just to be like and pretend i'm the devil for you know whatever it is and then you have things like this where it probably was like chilling where it's either for real or who knows what the hell it is yeah you
1: know? it just got a little too cartoonish the plot kind of jumped all over the place it starts with the little boy then it goes to arnie then it goes to these other two girls is that it was just kind of scattered and a little cartoony in like the uh what the the possession major like this guy's body contour you're going all right come on let's fucking this is scary the, the things that's scary about the exorcist is that it that could really happen and it's real right you know and this just got like too like i said cartoonish with yeah. stuff. so i don't know the cool well, thing about it
0: the interesting is, thing is that you believe in exorcisms but not ufos
1: i don't believe in exorcisms come on
0: you just said it's real all this stuff's real
1: no, I mean it, it's it could potentially be real, like the exorcism. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in that bullshit. Give <laughs> me a UFO or a fucking exorcism, any day.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Watch, I'm gonna get fuck it tonight. I'm gonna get fucking eaten by a demon. <laughs> yeah, <it just> climbs <laughs> okay. out of your wall. I wake up tomorrow, your- like all all fuck paler than I am with just like these sunken eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going. Hey, Shawnee. I'm like, you seem different. Are you okay? Did you, did you, have, did you have boxing training today? Bring me the blood of a child.
0: <laughs> Andy? What are you talking
1: about? You seem have like. A serpent. I must have, <laughs> I must drink from the serpent's cup.
0: <laughs> I, I I see the other comics. I'm like, Andy's like, he's like, he's having issues. I think he's Got like. Some- like
1: He's weird, really hung over. Yeah, he's
0: got the. <laughs> he's got these weird new bits. He just, he just, he keeps talking about the succubus. I don't even he's know what he's about talking about. He's some
1: sort of ram god. Uh, yeah. Is- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's doing, like, callbacks to the reckoning. I don't even know what's happened.
1: <laughs> Real <laughs> end of time shit.
0: Yeah, I, like, that's your angle. Like, hey, nothing, anything's free. It's a free-for-all now in show business. I'm now the demon comic. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that kind of stuff freaks me out as well There was a thing that was online Because it kind of fits into what you're talking about Apparently there was some Some phone line from like an abandoned uh, Fear and Roll home Or whatever it was That called the police station And then at first They picked it up and they were like Hello, hello 911 whatever And then the audio was just static And then out of nowhere you can hear garbled voices Like trying to talk through the static yeah. And they were like, and then they, ha- they sent a cruiser over to check it out. And they're like, the place was locked up. There was nobody there. Okay. Nothing was happening. Now, immediately I was like, yeah, that was, that was was that was demons. That was whatever it was. That was like, <laughs> you know, ghosts. That was definitely ghosts. But yeah. then I was like, but more likely the line got crossed and it was from right. somewhere else. And it was like, that's exactly what happened. And I was like. All right. Well, it's still fun to think of it as like these. Demons. It is
1: fun to think about it, dude. I had, I had a, you know, I had a, another water bottle. Sorry. In my kitchen the other day. <laughs> and I was in my living room and it just like, I heard it drop off the table and then like roll into yeah. like my foyer. And immediately you go demons. Yeah. And they go, no, you had the fucking window open. Stupid. It's an empty <laughs> it plastic bottle. less than an ounce. How much? It, just started, it rolled because my fucking stupid New York apartments on a slant
0: can we just blame everything on demons like just yeah. don't, hey you didn't pay rent this month demons. that's exactly what i was gonna say briefly. Yeah. Demons <laughs> got a hold of my td bank account <laughs> they took it over
1: <laughs>
0: uh the, really quickly the other thing that i watched and i wasn't sure if you've seen it i think you must have it was gus van Sant's, i believe his follow-up from goodwill hunting and it makes sense because we were just talking about goodwill hunting recently um uh on another episode I, wa- I rewatched probably for the third or fourth time to die
1: for. I have not seen it.
0: Oh, it's great. Oh, I would love for you really? to watch it. It's great. It's Nicole Kidman. It's based. It's actually based off a story from my ex-wife's uh, high school. It was, um, oh, you, know, you know, that Pamela Smart thing where she was sleeping with the student, whatever it was. Oh, no, no, no. Not Pamela Smart. Uh, the one where she had the husband killed, whatever it was. That's the, that's the main story or whatever it is, you
1: know? Oh, I almost went. Amy Fisher, Joey Buttafuoco.
0: No, 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 no. She was sleeping oh, with one Have of the students. This? It Wait. was in uh it was in um um uh, New England and uh I think I was I it was at the high school of where my ex-wife went to high school. Um in mm. High School in, in New Hampshire. I don't
1: remember this at all. And but this, but, says, but, this says 95. That's before Goodwill Hunting. It it no, it's not same year. No, no, Goodwill Hunting is 97.
0: Oh, it is. All right. So it was before Google hunting. Well, yeah. to die for is to die for. Really? That was All bad. right. That was bad. That <laughs> that
1: it's a really cool.
0: It's a cool. Is that You know what it is, man? It reminds me like that. Like the heyday of Merrimax. I believe it's a Merrimax movie. Uh, they just told a really good, great story. They were there. Man. You know, it also made me wonder, like, like Nicole Kidman is a villain in this. And mm. it I made me wonder. So I'm like, would they would they make uh, a female this much of a villain in a movie ever again? Like. Besides the Cruella, if they're, they're at a point where they're giving Cruella DeVille a backstory and making you understand her murdering right. puppies, I don't think they would ever make to die for her again. Cause she's the whole, there's no redeeming qualities about Nicole Kidman in this movie. And uh. it's shot really cool. It's a, it, it was Gus, it, it, Gus Van Sand, who's a good director. And, um, it's edited really good. The story its a really quick. It's not fast. It's Dan Hadaya's in it. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Tortelli from Cheers yes, and sure. a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, Ileana Douglas, who's awesome, is in it. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Casey Affleck. Uh, and then this girl. And I'll he's tell the quick super story. Young. Yeah, he's super young. And this girl, Allison Fornes, it plays the girl in it. And she was in a writing class of mine in college. And I figured out who she was. It was it was a couple of years after the movie. She looked way different. She had lost like, a ton of weight. And I realized it was her. And then we were supposed to write a story together in like a group one day. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, we could write a story about this. And I just <laughs> said the plot of To Die For. And she looked at me really fucked up. And she goes, are you fucking with me? I go, yeah, I'm fucking I'm fucking with you
1: because <laughs>
0: nobody else like noticed who she was, and I was like, I know exactly who you are. She's That's a great actress. Really great actress. Yep. It's uh, it a really creative funny. creative writing class, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I I would love for you to check it out. It's on uh, right. Hulu right now if you have it. And um, I need something. I do have Hulu. I think you'll dig it, man, because I really think I like Nicole Kidman, and I uh, one of the reasons I like her is because of
1: this movie. Oh, that Meryl Streep! She's such a phony baloney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the Meryl a phony baloney. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to, you want to do this? Maybe we'll do this every week. You give me
1: one to watch, and I will Ooh, watch it. All right, I'll watch To Die For. That'll be my homework assignment. Let me write it down because my old ass head will forget it. Uh, what I see, I, I and I'm not gonna make you watch Condor. I know you don't like the scaries.
0: <sighs> yeah, but I watch Quiet Place. Quiet Place is scary.
1: Yeah, but that's, it's like that's scary a, light. You know, it's like it's, scary you know light. you're kind of in a safe place. You know, it's kind yeah. of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to watch that, man. I was going to go, go and it. watch it in Pittsburgh this last weekend, which uh, again, thank you, everybody that came out. It was a really fun time. And um, a lot of bonfire campers came out and said, hi, and said, happy birthday again. Thank you very much. I was going to go see it on Friday. And here it's funny because my buddy glue, my best friend from college, my roommate uh, lives in Pittsburgh now. And there's a doctor down there. So if you ever have a medical emergency, don't contact him because he <laughs> smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> but you're gonna make him lose his doctor, license. Fantastic, doctor. Um, I woke up on Friday kind of early at like nine, and I was just, you know, you're on the road kind of trying to kill time. So I, of course, look up the movie times. It's kind of a hot day. I go, perfect. AMC theater's right across the street from our hotel. And I saw a quiet place too, playing at 3 30. I go beautiful this is my day and i walked over at noon to try and get like lunch and i was going to go buy a ticket and the theater was closed so i just went and got lunch by myself went back to my hotel room and uh thank god it didn't because then my buddy ended up calling me he's like hey man let's just go out in downtown there's like a arts festival downtown we went and did that but if i had gone and bought the ticket i would have been locked into this theater so i tried to go see it it would have been my first theater experience back since pandemic
0: I'll say so it if you can go to either R P X or the Dol- one of the Dolby ones for the sound experience.
1: Yeah, I will because I'm excited to see what they do with the part two, and you know, obviously, sound is the major player in the first one. So
0: I'll say there's there's one thing in it I want to see. No, no, I'm not going to tell you what it is. There's one thing in it that I might have thought was corny.
1: I want you to f- watch it and tell me what you think it is. Okay. I'm right. not giving away anything. i not, giving away, not anything. giving away anything, but I still don't know if I even want to know that much.
0: All right. all right, All right. I'm done
1: talking. I'm done talking. <laughs> all right. Let's no, wrap will, this down. No, it's on my radar.
0: Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean that, but I, I just meant uh, so something to come back when we talk about it.
1: That's um, boats. I love a picture.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, this was a freaking blast. I will be. Uh, the the when you when the day this comes out, I'll be at Harrisburg at the Comedy Zone, opening up Ooh. for my friend Jason Cantor. Uh, we're gonna go hang out there and get some barbecue uh, and try to chill out. What do you mean? You're
1: <laughs> I mean, I God love him, but this is ass backwards here. Yeah, that raised my eyebrows too. <laughs> Thank you. The, my, the Suarez chimed did We haven't heard what? from him since 1984. And- <laughs> What did you say? What
0: did you say? <laughs> that raised my eyebrows too. Well, here's the thing. It's not. It's not your. I'm going to do sets to. I'm doing an album in October, Andy, oh, and, I, okay. and, I, I I, guess. and I need longer I guess, sets. And I, I guess, I'm. Guess going to, I I'm going to. I'm going to hang out. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, All right. I, so I love Jason.
0: Look at how uncomfortable uh, right. Sean is.
1: <laughs> 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 never gonna come on. And
0: um, anyway, he Absolutely, I. Well, it's, it's, nah, there's I nothing terrible. to admit.
1: There's nothing to admit. I feel terrible now.
0: Well, well, we can, we can, maybe we can cut this out. Mike, no, can't leave it. All, All right, okay. Right,
1: no,
0: no, he'll no, no. I think, I think, I don't think I he gives him. a shit either way. You know. Um. Anyway, so thank you guys. So come see me at Harrisburg and um, make fun of Cantor, I guess. When you get there, yeah. I don't know what. Do I don't <laughs> Uh and then uh me and Andy have a show coming up at some point. It's, yeah. Um
1: June twenty fourth at uh, Soul Joel's back in the old uh Soul of Joel and Royersford PBA. He really I'm gonna talk shit on everybody right now. Joel, stop trying to make Rofo a thing. <laughs> it's not a hip nickname for Royersford, Pennsylvania. He goes big night tonight in Rofo. Stop it! <laughs> yes. We all know what it is. Shut up! You have a fucking comedy club in a on a fake beach in a train yard. Yeah, it's yeah. not a hip downtown Soho area. Sounds like a the- forgotten Muppet. Thank you, Mikey. <laughs>
0: you called a wheelbarrow an amphitheater. Fucking relax. I love SolJo. I love Cantor. Um. So anyway, please check we'll out uh, all of our <laughs> dates on social media. I'm at Shawnee time on Instagram and Twitter. Also, Andy is
1: at Andy Fiori. That is a N D Y F I O R I and Andy is being updated. I got the, the geek squad on it right now. Dates are coming in by the minute. They're feverishly typing <laughs> and coding away <laughs> to update the show's website on andyfiori.com. No, but June yeah. 19th, hometown show in Mars Plains, New Jersey going to be a fun one. I got some uh, some local Jersey flavor. It's going to be a real fun show. Surprise special guest. Big Jersey gal. Woo, there's a hint. I won't tell you who it is, but you got to show up. And uh, then June 24th at Soul Joels, Lots of dates coming in. And uh, if you're not sick of us by then... We also have shows on SiriusXM satellite radio. Shawnee, tell them about it. I uh, we do uh, on
0: Wednesdays at four. You can check out my show, Celebrate, with which I do with super funny comedian uh, Kevin McCaffrey. And then what you're going to do is leave that radio on for 24 hours because one day later, Thursdays at 4 p.m. same channel, Raw Dog 99. You can listen to the Raw Report with my friend Andy Fioria and a bunch of funny people. Uh, we both we both do a bunch of great interviews. It's a really Amazing. fun show, and we get re- I I think we both get very inside baseball about comedy. So if you're curious about comedy stuff and need a couple of laughs, check out those shows. Um, So guys also do not forget at, the DYM podcast. That is our social media. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. Message us. We will message you back. We will definitely do that. Absolutely. We, we, we don't even care if you tell us you don't like the theme song, which a couple of guys did. And we, you know, uh, we we we'll, we'll we'll take it in stride. We just want to improve the experience for you, DYM Nation. And thank That's you to it, Michael. V Suarez and thank you to the laugh button. That's at the laugh button on they the same, Buster. same jams. Buster Palm is a, a fucking uh, angel face and we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye bills.